Welcome to the CX Pod Europe from T-Tech. Welcome to the CX Pod Europe from T-Tech, your customer experience podcast providing thought leadership and executive insight on customer issues. Welcome to episode three of CX Pod Europe. My name is Neil Russell Smith, and today we're here to talk about employee engagement. Joining us today is Steve Ellis, VP and Head of Facilitation for Learning and Performance. Welcome, Steve. Thank you very much, Neil. Nice to join. So uh, we'll jump straight in. Uh, big topic, employee engagement. So what is employee engagement? <laughs> it is a, it's a big topic. It's a big question as well. Um, look, there's a number of perspectives you could um, address that question through. Uh, I, personally, I, you know, engagement for me is to what extent are your employees engaged with the company, engaged with its brands, engaged with its, its purpose, what it's trying to achieve, um, how is it engaged uh, or how are the employees engaged with what the business provides for its customers in terms of the value it provides? How engaged are the people uh, with other people in the organization? So do they engage with colleagues and particularly to what extent are they engaged with leaders and what the leaders are trying to achieve? Then, of course, there's uh, to what extent am I actually engaged with the work I'm doing? So how do I think and feel about the tasks or activities that I have to undertake every day? Um, and I guess the background noise is really to what extent am I engaged with the culture uh, of the organization or indeed the current strategy that it's trying to execute? Uh, I think most companies are pretty good at engaging its employees in economic goals like sales or cost savings or profit, uh, which is important. Uh, it's very important for the company to survive, and it's obviously very important for shareholders. But that's not engagement when it comes to appealing to the values and the motives of the employees uh, and colleagues. I guess to answer the question in a sort of succinct way, for me, employee engagement is how do the employees think and feel about work before they go to work, whilst at work, and even after they finish work when they're socializing with friends and talking about how their day has gone. So uh, for me, it's, it's summarized by you know, their thoughts and feelings about work. Okay, that's an interesting insight, Steve. So I guess there's uh, a lot of emotion involved as you touch on. Also culture, which we'll uh, talk around in the, in the coming sort of uh, questions that are going to sort of direct your way. Um, but in terms of the, the leaders that you mentioned, I mean, how should they be engaging their employees? You know, what, what should they actually be engaging them in? For me, I think there's increasingly blurred lines between work and life. So uh, I'm going to answer the question almost in reverse. Uh, it's interesting how many, um, how many employees are now engaging their employer in their lives. So they're going to work and they're telling their employer um, uh, about what's going on in their life. So whether that's uh, family agendas or health agendas or life agendas, and they're wanting the employer to be engaged in their particular life. And I think the employees, employers rather, uh, have a responsibility to look at that, but also to do the same in reverse. So for me, leaders should be engaging their teams with uh, what's the vision of the organization? What's the purpose? What are we trying to achieve beyond profit? What's the strategy? Uh, engage them in the execution, the plan, uh, of how we're going to deliver the, that particular vision, the operational side of things, 
but also you touched on that word emotion. Uh, also, some of the more emotive topics like um, corporate social responsibility or change or talent, uh, some transformation agendas like the technology transformations or digitization transformations uh, that organizations are going through. Um, I just want to touch on the word engagement again, uh, because I think that word can be a little a little misleading. What I don't mean by engagement is the word involvement or participation or um, let's once we've decided what the vision and strategy is, let's let's involve them in, by telling them what it is. Uh, what I actually mean is um, immersion. I mean, involve them at the front end of strategy at the front end of execution at the front end of csr at the front end of digitization let them lead it let them own it let them design it let them initiate it for me that is real engagement what i don't mean uh is communicate it once it's already been decided so all aspects of an organization's life, whether that be its revenue, its profit, or its social responsibility, or its innovation, or its talent, I think leaders can involve their employees in. Ah, interesting. Um, I guess that kind of lends itself to one of the uh, stats that I've been kind of uh, researching here. So according to Temkin Group, employees at companies with top rated customer experience are actually 61% more likely to be highly or moderately engaged than those employees at low rated companies. So I guess, you know, what can companies and leaders do to actually increase engagement? I, I think there's lots. Uh, I touched on... Uh, in my last answer, that blurred line between work and life. Uh, one of our clients uh, is, is, has done a fabulous job in engagement uh, and, and managing that interface between work and life. Not only are they a fascinated in their employees' IQ, you know, their capability, their skills and their knowledge, but they've undertaken a whole cultural transformation program around their EQ. So that's just not just emotional intelligence for the sake of uh, increasing sales, but also around their mindfulness, their mental health, their emotional quotient at work and outside of work. But more recently, they've introduced a W Q, a wellness quotient, where they're uh, involved in their employees' uh, health. So they have exercise classes, they have nutritionists, they run mindfulness programs. They are looking at their, I guess, whole self, if you like, the IQ, the EQ, and the WQ. And I think if leaders have that mindset that they are engaging with their employees, not just for the sake of performance, but for the sake of wellness and emotional wellness, I think that sets them on off on a on a really good um, on a really good front. Um, with regards to the Temping Group and and their, their research, uh, I'm a big uh, believer in the correlation between employee experience, employee engagement, the way people think and feel about the work that they do, and the impact that that has on customer experience. But for me. It really starts with why. So if you want to engage employees, leaders need to articulate, involve their employees in understanding the why of whatever it is they're trying to achieve. Uh, engage them in the reason, a greater purpose 
for doing the work other than profit. Um, for me, profit is it's a bit like oxygen for humans. You know, without it, we die. Uh, and without profit, companies die. But that's not the reason we live. We don't live for oxygen. We don't work for profit, uh, unless, of course, you're, you're a shareholder. So for most employees, they're not. And therefore, they are working for something else. And it might be salary, but they, they often want to feel emotionally engaged in the purpose of an organization. So start with, with the big why. Why are we doing what we're trying to do? Then I'd invite leaders to engage at a individual why. Uh, what's in it for the individual? What's in it for the employee to follow a course of action or pursue a, a set of tasks? Uh, engage them in that personal why. Re um, relies on the leader understanding the individual's values, understanding the individual's motives, understanding what they're trying to achieve personally for themselves, their lives, their families, etc. So uh, I think leaders need to start with the big organizational why, and then they need to create a level in of intimacy with their employees so that they can understand the personal why. If they do that, I think they have a better chance of engaging employees in the work that they want them to do in order to create the value that they want to create. Then, of course, I, I think it's all about engaging the employees in what? Being clear about the vision. The amount of times I go into organizations, interview employees, and I ask them to describe the vision or ask them to describe the strategy of the organization. And they feel so removed from that vision, so removed from that strategy, that either they can't describe it or they can't describe it in a meaningful way that applies to their job. So I engage them in the what, which is the vision, the goal, the mission, the outcome. But of course, make sure that it's meaningful to the individual. How does that translate all the way across the organization at all levels to a course of action, a meaningful course of action? Uh, and then, of course, uh, if you've described the why and engaged them in the why, you've engaged them in the what, then, of course, it's all about engaging them in the how. Uh, and the how often is the hardest bit because for most organizations, the how usually relies on some degree of change. So how we're going to achieve our goals requires us to change our approach or change our behavior. So the how has to be inspiring, has to be motivating, has to be believable that this new course of action, this new strategy is going to work better than the old course of action or the old strategy. So what can leaders do? I think they can be holistic and engage their employees both in work and in life. What can they do? I think they can definitely start with the why, the organizational why, the individual why, then be explicit with the what, and then be inspiring with the how. Yeah, it sounds very much like yeah, organizations need to build the right sort of culture. Um, so I guess, you know, when we touched on that earlier, it, it's, it's pretty pivotal to, to the kind of things that you just described. So in terms of culture, I mean, um, you know, how important is that in, in improving that employee engagement? I, I think culture is is critical in terms of uh, almost at a, a basal level. What's the background level of engagement or feeling that I have when I think about my organization and its leaders, the, the colleagues that I work with, the brands that that organization represents? Uh, that background sort of basal feeling is, is really important. And then, of course, there's spikes of 
of activity or moments like organizational change or where the stress applied to the culture or where the stress applied to the organization, maybe market pressure or competitive pressure. Uh, and then, of course, the culture really reveals itself, particularly through the behavior of leaders. So, yes, absolutely, culture is, is critical. If I, if I think about what culture is, of course, it's, it's best described as culture is the way we do things around here. Um, it requires trust in each other. It requires trust in colleagues. It requires trust in leaders. It requires us typically uh, to surround ourselves with people who believe what we believe. So when I trust my colleagues at T-Tech, it's because I know I'm surrounded by people who believe what I believe. And therefore, I can second guess, I can anticipate, I can trust the way that they might respond to market pressures, competitive pressures. I can trust when they ask me to do something, they're asking me to do it through the lens of a positive intention, the intention of customer experience or the intention of employee experience. Uh, so when I surround myself with those like-minded people with sim similar values and beliefs, um, and share those sim similar values and beliefs, it's a lot easier to engage with an organization, especially when it's then put under pressure because it needs to change. So I think it's truly difficult to engage with an organization, its brands, its products, its services, its colleagues, if you don't share the same values and beliefs simply because either you or your colleagues won't feel the trust uh, and then you subsequently begin to question each other's motives. And that's all that that's going to do is slow the whole organization down as people begin to second guess what it is that people are trying to ask them to do. Um, my own personal belief is that leaders must lead on culture. Yeah, they must be the ongoing role models of the prescribed beliefs and values. Uh, and importantly, when the business is under stress, market pressure or danger, it's got to be them that step up, stand up for the team, stand up for the values uh, and inevitably show their true colors. When employees see leaders do that, then they definitely become engaged with that organization because they feel like that organization's got their back. It's going to help them. It's going to support them. Uh, if they witness leaders under pressure suddenly turn their back on their employees and singularly turn towards a profit motive, uh, and that's their only intention, then they don't believe that the organization's got their back. So why, of course, would they support the organization? Why would they engage in the organization? So my view would be protect the people and protect the culture, and the engagement will follow. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, culture is important. Disregard the culture and the teams will disregard you uh, and they'll have no reason to be engaged. That's great. So I guess we're talking about empowerment, aren't we, and empowering those employees as you've talked about. Um, so would you say that having empowered employees actually empowers positive customer experiences? Uh, absolutely. So uh, th there's a lot involved in that question. Uh, my simple answer is yes. If you empower uh, your employees with a set of values, a set of beliefs, and they believe in the brand, the purpose, they believe in the strategy, they believe in the direction, they believe in the value that that organization um, uh, delivers for its customers, then they can feel empowered because they can increasingly act more independently. They can increasingly make independent, empowered decisions because they know that the criteria for that decision 
is well aligned to the organization's values, beliefs, purpose, strategy, etc. It's only when you don't really know whether the decision you're about to make is congruent with that value, that belief, that strategy, that purpose, that customer centricity, that you suddenly feel disempowered and you start being fearful of making decisions. And when people feel fearful of making decisions, they tend not to make any decision at all. And that shows up in either a decision not to work late, a decision not to deliver discretionary effort, a decision not to serve a customer in a certain way, a decision not to do something in order to protect themselves just in case they were wrong about that particular decision. So absolutely empowered uh, employees deliver way better customer experiences. And it's important that you empower the employees. Uh, to not have empowered employees, the most ridiculous extrapolation of that would be, uh, I need one manager or one leader per employee because the employee can't make any decisions and isn't empowered to do so and can't behave in accordance with the vision or strategy. So we need this monitoring strategy or this control strategy called either rules, regulations, or managers to supervise all of those decisions. So that's obviously inefficient and, and that itself doesn't deliver the best customer experiences. So yeah, there are many studies and examples of the correlation between empowered employees, employee experience, employee engagement, and customer experience and ultimately profitability. It seems to me very intuitive um, uh, that there's a correlation between employees' engagement and customer experience. Um, but that, by the way, just so we're very clear, I, I, that goes beyond customer-facing roles. I think it's very easy to fall into the trap of saying, you know, those people that face off to a customer regularly, how they think and feel about the work they do affects that interaction with their customer. Uh, but it shows up in every part of the organization, whether that's operation, supply chain, manufacture, distribution, HR, IT, finance, when teams are engaged in the business, the brand, the service, the purpose that they're trying to deliver to, then discretionary effort increases, quality, quantity improves, and the desire to help customers and suppliers increases. So this is not just an interface between, you know, frontline salespeople and consumers or customers. This this uh, this um, concept of employee engagement and customer experience is uh, runs all the way through an organisation. Thanks, Steve. That's been a, a great snapshot into employee engagement. So if you had to summarise uh, some of those key takeaways for our audience today, what would they be? Oh wow! Uh, key summary. Um, Okay, so uh, engagement is how people think and feel before, during, and, and after work. And, and it's not just about whether they've completed tasks or whether they've generated profit or cost reductions or savings. It's how they feel about the person who sits next to them. It's how they feel about the brand. It's how they feel about the strategy. It's how they feel about, about the corporate vision or the corporate purpose. Right. So leaders, my key, take, my key summary would be leaders need to uh, engage with their employees about more than things related to economic goals. So they need to engage with their employees about its brand, about its purpose, it's about its value to society. And that will make people feel connected to what that company is trying to contribute. Um, then, of course, it's making sure that 
employees are engaged in the why of the organization, but also the what it's trying to deliver uh, and how it's going to uh, how it's going to get there. Uh, and I just go back to something I said in uh, in answer to one of your questions. Um, and that engagement isn't let's all the leaders decide the vision. Let's all the leaders decide the strategy. Let's all the leaders decide the CR, CSR initiatives or the digitization initiatives. And engagement is simply a communication strategy called we'll cascade a newsletter and let them know or we'll indeed cascade KPIs. Engagement for me is about empowering them to actually be the designers, the architects of the vision, architects of the strategy, architects of the initiatives and the innovation rather than simply the receivers of it. If you engage them as leaders, then uh, my belief is their commitment, their level of engagement to execute on those visions and strategies are way, way higher. Uh, and, and discretionary effort and fulfillment will follow from that. Thanks very much, Steve. Thanks very much for having me. So we'll be here again next month with another edition of the CX Pod Europe by TTEC. But in the meantime, if you want to stay up to date with the most current news and trends in customer strategy, just subscribe to our Customer Strategist channel. It's a great publication available both online or in print. Uh, if you want to download that, just visit ttech.com slash customer dash strategist. And you can also subscribe today. So goodbye and thanks for listening. We hope to see you again for our next episode of the CX Pod Europe from TTech.